You are now listening to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast. Let the story begin. One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin. Hold me down. Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm your host, Greg E.O.D. Culture Change Agent. You already know on this show, we interview young, successful minorities in a variety of fields to educate, empower, and inspire our current and future generation of leaders. And unfortunately, I was not able to drop it on Thursday. I was at the NC Works Partnership Conference. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal event. And I delivered two workshops, one on student and customer engagement, and then one on relationship building. So if you want more like recaps, information on how those went and the feedback and everything else, check out my YouTube channel, Greg Hill TV. And yo, that was great. And today's episode is special because last week we did the New York Live Edition I got some great feedback, so I said, bump it. Let's do the, the Charlotte, the first ever Charlotte Live Edition and drop it on the podcast, and a lot, a lot of gems and jewels were dropped. So I had to go ahead and put it out there, man, and we interviewed my boy Desmond Scott, CEO and founder of Pride Fitness. Man, he has a great story, a great journey, man. Dude's like 25, 26, has opened up three gyms, has, man, it's just crazy, and self-finances own all the equipment. He owns it all. So... Great story about somebody that took, I mean, he was in a sweat box, a freaking sweat box, and now uh, has a, a gym with uh, a lot of members, a lot of clientele, paying him a premium price for that, too, and all that good stuff, man. So we're going to jump right into the interview because this is a long one. So a couple of housekeeper things. Make sure, make sure if you have not already, if you're listening to your iTunes, 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 make sure you leave a review. Uh, SoundCloud, double tap that like button, comments and emails if you have any questions, Greg at GregEHill.com. Uh, and then housekeeping number two, we will be in Oakland, November 11th, no, November 4th we'll be in Oakland, California, November 11th we'll be in Dallas, Texas, November November 16th now because the Aggie Classic is November 18th, November 16th we'll be at North Carolina A&T State University, then December 2nd we'll be in Seattle, Washington. Also, also, if you have not, go check out mtbcomp.com for information on the first ever Minority Trouble is a conference, man. We're releasing our speakers this weekend. I can't wait to share our first round. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a value add. So make sure you get your early bird tickets while you can. All right. So let me just jump into the episode because it's a doozy. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you'll feel the energy from the live place. So I'm telling you, if you have not visited a live conference, if we have not come to your city, make sure you attend the conference. Please, please, please. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see you on the road. All right. Now, show out to the live podcast taping. In Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, so we're about to uh, we're about to get started in a second. So before I get started, I just want to just kind of set set the tone real quick. First of all, I mean I'm extremely humble. 
and blessed for everybody here that's just coming to support the movement. Some supporting me, some supporting, they've been supporting the podcast for a second. Some just came off the friend from a, uh, somebody telling, hey, you should come to this event. And they said, flat out. So one, I appreciate um, the love and respect. Um, it means a lot. Like this all started off as um, a dream a couple weeks ago. No, a month ago or so. And to take it, take it uh, a longer step back, this, this started, man, many, many years ago. I mean, I still remember this day. So this is why it's so exciting to be here because I remember, um, it's crazy. I got um, this Crowder in here, right? So remember, where do you remember me from? Remember that class, right? And then what, so if people didn't know me, uh, a lot of times I put a lot of stuff online. I got some pretty heavy like first sentences. Y'all like homeless is this that. They like some some of y'all like okay. I feel it. You read the book. You know it's real. Some people like is he just doing that as a marketing thing? Like where did he get all these stories from? Did he really do that stuff? So um, I met her. It was my sixth year in A&T. Like everybody said, I had seventh year at A&T. Sixth year, and that was a point uh, where I mean for a whole year I only had like. One pair of pants, like two shirts. I didn't really get a cut for like six months. I was going through a lot. No, this is where I was liberated. It's kind of like, I don't know. I can't. I don't know who's the 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 the, the person. Um, I don't know who's the person that like once you kind of hit rock bottom, you just get liberated in a sec. So for this whole semester, I was sitting there. This is after I did join me entertainment, after I was a face of campus, after I did multiple job internships and all this other stuff. I was sitting in her class and you were like, who is this guy? Like, who is this? I was uh, I, like, what was your feeling? Like, who is this? <laughs> so it come full circle like a couple months ago she said great like what you you missed me on instagram I was like what'd you say <laughs> it's it's it, yeah it's funny me um the kind of so it's like it's all kind of coming full circle and then we got people in the building like jazz like a couple years ago, this is like two years ago, right? So this is after I made my leap into, I was like, yo, I'm out of go, I'll be a full-time entrepreneur, I'm gonna do this. And in six months, like I had no money, had no nothing. And I didn't know what I was doing in my life. Like I had no job, I had no res, my resume was outdated because I left corporate for two years and you had red flags galore because I left corporate and I didn't leave like two weeks notice. I was a guy like, yo, I gotta go. I'm, I'm called right here, and I wasn't the guy sent two weeks notice. I just wouldn't show up one day. I mean, it's not it's wrong, but I'm real. I just I, I know my people in corporate like, oh, you were one of the millennials right here. You just just, but I was, I was on that. I mean, it's nothing right about it. I just be honest, it wasn't right. Uh, no, now I'm more mature. I give like my last time I left, I gave two weeks notice. I did the whole thing the right way, but at that point, I was led by the spirit. So I did that, and after and after six, seven months, like I was I was I was uh, my dad was paying my rent in my apartment. Because I, I lost a job and I told him, I was like, yo, dad, this is, this is my journey. This is what I want to do. He believed in me. So he paid my rent. But it was a time where my mom was so like lost. He was paying my rent, but I was still sleeping in the car. Because in my head, I was like, he's doing this, but I'm not really putting in the work. And I got into this whole thing. I wasn't talking to anybody. I was in this thing. I was in my, my emotional zone. And I was like, I need to get out of North Carolina. Because it was months on end. And I remember this day, I called Jazz. And I don't know if Jazz remember. I was told I wanted to go to New York. She said, yo, Jay, I, I'll give you this $100. Just go to New York. Like, uh, so I got the Megabus ticket. Um, she gave me, it was $20 to get the, the, the unlimited day pass. And I was in New York for two weeks. because I thought I was just going to try to start a new life in New York. I was going to run away. I stayed in my line, Brother Julian's crib for like two weeks. I ate like ramen noodles, pancakes. and Because uh, pancakes can last a long time. Like, I was just, I was eating hella pancakes. Like eating pancakes, eating pancakes. Not making no moves. I'm like, Greg, what are you doing, dog? You're in New York. One of the busiest places in the world. You not cut like that. Like you, I'm, I'm cut, but I ain't cut from a New York. Like get it out the mud. Like with no resources, no nothing. 
But I just remember her just having enough friendship and faith in me, like, okay, you want to do that? Go ahead. I'll support you in doing that. And there's so many of you, like Brittany, like four, like, I mean, I've known her since I started fourth quarter basketball camp, like always been in my corner through everything. Never asked for no handouts, never asked for anything from me, no nothing. It was always support. How can I support through, through all the things? And I can talk to Keon, Jay, wow. I remember um, when after I was a brother, this guy, he looked up to me, I go into the fraternity thing. I was like the ideal guy. And then by the time he calls, this was like the downfall of me a little bit. So I ain't had no money the whole year. I only had like $180 a whole year I survived off on. And this day, I remember I bought $100 from JY. And it's JY, like he, he gave it to me. And then to this day, he was like, I know he looked at me because I couldn't pay him back when I said I was going to pay him back. And every time he still give me rides, he would do all this stuff, knowing I still owe him that 100. And JY, I love JY. JY was tight with that bread, so it means something to him. But uh, I just remember everybody's taking those sacrifices. Everybody played a part in this. This is nothing, I, I want to set the text right now because what we're about to do with this conference, what we're about to do with the, the tour, everything, it's going to be on a whole different level. This is going to be some game-changing stuff. Y'all on the ground floor, some great, crazy stuff. But I never wanted to, I never wanted to get in miscontrol or mis, 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 misinterpreted this if I think I did all this. It is the people like y'all that do stuff I did wrong, stuff I did shady, stuff I did that I wasn't supposed to do, still believed in me, still interested in my character. Vast, my roommate. I mean, there was times even last year where I said I was short. I didn't know what I was going to do. He didn't. He he wouldn't. He didn't air me out. He didn't say, "Say I got you, GG. Calm down, bro. You good, bro. You just talking to me. That's when I realized too. When you need help, ask for it. Just say what's on your mind. Even if they can't help you, somebody can help for you. So I, I by my day, I was like, man, what if I could tell them like I can't pay rent? Like what? Are they? He's like, yo, G. Like relax, bro. It's gonna happen. God secured it. We got it. We got it done. So I never try to air away, even with the conference. When I started this minority trouble as a conference, I didn't have, nobody gave me $10,000 and say, yo, book the Durham Convention Center. No, it didn't happen like that. I didn't have that. I said, I'm going to do the conference. I had no money to do the conference. But now we put it into action. We put so, I, I play with force. That's why I say you got to live with force. You live with force, you operate in a whole different level. You come in the room like, yo, I got it. We're going to get it done. People respect you a different way. But you're like, I, you, even if you have the same skill set, but you walk around meekly, you're like, I'm going to try to get it done. And it's not going to happen for you. So I walked in and guess what? In March, we're going to secure the building in two weeks. This with no, no budget. We about to change the world with no, this is no funding. Nobody cashed me out. I don't got no sponsorships. This, we're getting, our reach is way longer than a lot of these podcasts. Nobody said, call me up, Greg, let's get the $20,000. I didn't use that as an excuse. I utilized the people that was already around me. And I utilized my own mind. I kept putting it in. People kept sewing into me, sewing into me. And now it's my opportunity. Now I can sew into others. Like with whoa, I can sew into his 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 his, his career as a videographer. And as I get on, now everybody gonna be like, who did your videos? Oh, whoa did. Oh, whoa better charge them the rate he deserved. He ain't gonna charge the GL rate, but whoa did. <laughs> like, who did your graphic designs? Casey did. Who 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 worked with you in fitness? Des did. Like, I called Des not once did he say, yo, G. All right, so what we talk about money wise, bro? Like how much? How, what it is? Because I built first of all, I mean, full transparency. I built up enough social capital to be able to make those calls. But not once did he say, okay, how much? He said, yo, say say no more. In a week's time, and mind you, to kind of set the text to kind of where I'm going, Dez is, not to boost him up, Dez is an anomaly. He's 26 years old. He's in the back. He's going to be who I'm interviewing this podcast. He's an anomaly because this is his third gym he's opening. Um, All-American athlete at, at, at Duke. Was one of the best running backs that ever existed out of Durham, North Carolina. He was the guy at like 12, 13 years old that his dad had him running like, what, what did your dad used to have you do back in the day, bro? Very sweat, blood, and tears. Uh, at, at the age of 12 years old, I was at the point where my teachers, the parents, and other kids were like, oh, you're doing too much, you need to slow down. But what they didn't understand is that my dad was setting the platform and the base for me to be the number one running back in the state, number 23 in the nation, 
and to have a full scholarship. Yeah, and, and all that, and that's just the, the, the foundation um, of his story. Um, outside of that, I mean, kind of to, 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 and we're going to talk deep into how he did it, but I remember when Dez was doing $5 North Carolina Central like workshops with 20 people doing that, and his first gym was like a sweat box, like half of this. And he had people in there going ham in that first gym. No AC, because he don't believe in no AC. He don't believe in AC. I'm talking about going ham, and now all of a sudden, even, I mean, I ain't going to put it right now, but to do, to get bi-weekly workouts with Dez is going to be $300, just, just off straight, straight, straight that. And it's worth it every bit, but it's like he earned that. And it's not just two people doing it. This is a, a plethora. Third gym. He got kicked out the second gym because he was getting too much money from a corporate company. The corporate retro fitness, they won't eat he was getting so much money, so much thing, and knew that. So I was like, I'm excited to kind of bring him from Durham here because I just ready to pick his brain on because he's launching the magazines. There's so much stuff he's been able to do, but kind of how he did it, what struggles he faced, because there has been times where friends kind of did some shady stuff, this shady stuff to this day. There has been times where he kind of had obstacles and whatnot. So I say he's the perfect guy. I always start where I'm from first. I'm not wave right. I'm not going to say, let me get to Charlotte and see the person with the most followers. Let me get if I get them. No, 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 no. I start with fam. I'm from Durham. I start with my Durham Mike. He's going to add a lot of value. I'm excited for him. Let's introduce Desmond Scott to my No Trailers podcast. I feel like I need some theme music. <laughs> you got so much energy. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, you know, as we always do, uh, first of all, uh, welcome to the Minority Troubles Podcast. I'm your host, Greg E.L.D., Coach of Change, J.J. I usually do a standing up, but I want to sit down right now. Um, and like I said, I gave Des the intro. I'm, I've never been more excited to kind of introduce uh, this live tour aspect and then to have somebody I generally respect. Because in the speaking industry, in the fitness industry, in every industry, there's a lot of people that you see online that talk. A lot of people you see online that got these followers. You're like, what do they really do? But if you really come to be around um, a lot of these people, a lot of them um, really not doing what they say to do, really not making any money. They're really not really invested in the impact and investing in others. They're investing in themselves. So to meet somebody that his whole concept is building better lifestyles, better fitness styles, better health in an authentic way, but also in a principal way where he make money. So it's not just because I've always been the guy that did all the stuff for everybody else, but I ain't made no money. So I said, I got to be around people that are doing stuff for everybody else and making money. So to have him pick his brain, and this is just a precipice of what he's doing with the third gym. He has a whole different framework, licensing, some others. I'm not going to steal his thunder. He got some stuff he's working on. So first, when we first get started, man, um, shoot, before you tell us about it, so what's a quote that you live by um, and tells how you share that quote with your everyday life, man? First of all, I want to say, Greg, I appreciate you uh, for reaching out to me. Like you said, it was a week ago. And uh, we'll get to what I'm in the process of doing currently. Um, but the fact that he is who he is and he reached out to me, I'm, you know, of course, Greg, when is it? Where do I have to be? I'll be there. Um, so thank you. Thank you guys for supporting him. Um, this is an opportunity for us both mm -hmm. to, to, to touch lives before each and every event that I do, I pray. You know, and I prayed in the car. I'm like, Lord, let me be the light to your kingdom. Let you guys see him through me. Right. That was my prayer. Right. That you can walk away with something. And that's my goal with each and every event that I do each and every time that I train one client, two clients or 15. Uh, so thank you for inviting me here. A quote that I live by. Hmm. Practice makes permanent. Mm. Okay. A lot of people say practice makes perfect. Well, nobody's perfect. Um, but 
practice does make permanent. And what that means broken down is you are what you repeatedly do, right? Those are your habits, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, with fitness, let's just use fitness. If you constantly come to me, you work out, you leave, you eat bad. Mm-hmm. That is a habit. That habit is not going to be broken overnight. That food that you are eating is who you are. Mm-hmm. That is you. So practice makes permanent. Right? So always practice great habits because once you practice those great habits, that's what people see you as. Right? They, you are what you repeatedly do. Mm-hmm. So practice makes permanent is something that I live by. Um, and that's huge. And I think that's why, um, just to kind of break it in a wider context, everybody in so many different industries that they want to level up. They want to grow, right? But when you want to grow, in order for people to view you differently, respect you differently, what change, what are you going to change in order to get that growth? And a lot of times we look for growth and we're looking for that, we're looking for that, but we never look at what happened. Like there's a reason why, there was a reason, fully transparent, there was a reason why I was speaking I wasn't getting any money. It wasn't because I didn't have the talent, it was some character issues that I had to, to work on. There was, t- there was technical issues in my speaking ability I had to work on. But when I wasn't looking at my habits, I was like, why, why, why am I getting these big breaks? Why am I not getting this? Why am I not doing that? But when I start looking at my habits, oh, G. Hill, you know why. G. Hill, you talk about getting up at 4.30 in the morning. You do it some days, but you're not doing it every day. Oh, you talk about leveraging the network. You're not contacting every- You're not leveraging your own network already. You're not, you're not ready for the big time because when somebody asks you your rate, you don't have the rate off the dial. You're thinking the number. You got to call Daryl like, yo, D, like, what should I charge? Should you really get $2,500 you need to ask somebody when you need to charge? So, like, Dez, even flat, I'm his boy. I said, yo, D, how much I charge? He's like, okay, here's the rate, G. I mean, even you, I'll give you a call around. It's, it's 240 is it. It wasn't like, man, I don't know. Yeah. And there's so many people out here that want to do certain things in their careers and their journeys, but they don't know their rates. They don't know their worth. They don't know where they're going. They're not, their habits are all over the place. So, as we segue, man, start with your, your original, your origin story, your journey, I mean, because we see all this stuff. We're going to get to some of the struggles, but... What what birthed in you from from the jump from the start your childhood that your things your father that's important to honestly having a father in your life but things that your father ingrained in you that they can apply to them to kind of help morph you into just having this dominant personality like I'm gonna do it yeah well so I was blessed with the opportunity to have both mom and dad in my life and you know you have a lot of people say oh you can you can be a great person with just having a mom or just having a dad which is very true however the Lord didn't make the dynamic of husband and wife for no reason. Um, and the fact that I was able to see interaction of mom and dad and husband and wife, it allowed me to become the individual that I am. Mm. You know, I was able to see how a woman should treat a man, how a man should treat a woman, how the, the household order goes of, of my father, the head of the household, reaching towards God every day and my mom being the backbone as a supportive person um, not a dictatorship but a but a but a headship that he had mm-hmm. um, so I was able to see that right so that set the foundation like I'm not gonna try my dad <laughs> his dad ain't do to try anyway his dad like a doppelganger of him just like you ain't gonna try that dude yeah, he, I'm not gonna try him first uh-huh. of all so uh-huh. that set the tone <laughs> um, and then you know constantly hearing the same things from my, my dad. My dad was the one that was going to talk to me all the time. He was my dad. He was my daddy. He was my trainer. He was my father. He was my... Whatever I needed him to be, that's what he was. Uh, and, and I asked him, like, you know, 
my, my, one of my biggest fears is not being the father that he was to me to my own kids. So I asked him, how did you do it? You know, you, you didn't have a father in your life. How did you do it? And his response was, I did everything I wish I had. So, okay, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but my dad being that tone setter mm-hmm. of, of, like, if this is what you want, this is what you're going to get, you know. So this habit of, of, of uh, being great on a daily basis started when I was in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my dad was my trainer. We put countless hours um, on the training field. So much so when I became a grown man, we had to reevaluate our relationship because we didn't have one. Mm. Our relationship was football. So once I made the decision to stop playing football, he wasn't going to change. Are you 52, 53? I had to take it upon myself to say, okay, what is the dynamic of our relationship? How do I change it? It was like this. You have to do it. You now have to build common ground with this 53-year-old man mm-hmm who the only common ground you once had was football. Because that started at 12. No, 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 no. <laughs> it started at 7, and it ended about 18, 19 when I went to college. Um, even when I was preparing for the NFL, uh, I'm like, Dad, train me. You know, I think it would be a, a great story to tell to my kids. You know, my dad trained me when I was young. He trained me preparing for the NFL. He was like, nah, you know what to do. And it crushed me. And that was the first time I realized that our relationship was solely based upon training. Because it wasn't just train me for the NFL. It was like, let's spend time. And this is how we spend time. Um, I think I deviated away from your question. No, nah, but that was that but, was rich. <laughs> um, that, that, was, that was the foundation. My dad was the foundation for me being the person that I am today. And, and constantly on that, that grind. And I think what somebody can take at, because some people in the audience said, I, I love that story, I can identify, but some are like, well, I, I love that, but currently I didn't have a father in my life. Mm-hmm. But one thing, we had this conversation the other day, is there's, all, there's, there's always supplements, right? And when I said, like, if I'm trying to level up in speaking, let's be practical, or speaking or whatever, or business, let's say entrepreneurship business, there are peer groups and associations that don't look like me that have access to information I don't have. Because you said he was what he was always around or whatever. And he talked, Dad's talking to me um, about an associate he's in. Um, and, and, and he, I'm not going to put the number out, but he pays a lot of money each month to pick the brains of multi-million dollar CEOs. So he, he does that, but to kind of bring it full circle, like what does that have to do with anything? Is that he intentionally put himself in this space with people that can affirm him, people that can kind of give him knowledge he doesn't have. And then now he's getting information he never had to kind of grow what he's doing. So ideas about, I'm not going to, not still a stunner, but ideas about what he's working on next. He didn't get that from just him with his boys. Right. He intentionally looked at, okay, what is in the area? There's Durham Chamber of Commerce, there's Charlotte Chamber of Commerce, not just being involved. A lot of people are involved in a lot of stuff, but they're not getting, they're not, they're not at the footstool trying to get knowledge from somebody. Because I know some people that are connected with so many great networks, it's great. But if you don't really know them, the big meaches in the networks, you're not asking those questions, you're not giving them value. So what's the use of you being in those networks? There's so much you're missing. You're getting the low-hanging fruit, but you can be getting the top stuff if you're sitting in there first. So I guarantee dads ain't coming in there like, yo, I got $17 Instagram followers, man. I charge, I got 50 people that paid me X, Y, and Z to do this. I got three gyms. What can I really get from your old white man? 
or black man. Like, what he, he don't, there's no race into it. It's like, yo, how can I help? How can I serve? It kind of, I know we're deviating, getting ahead of the game, but just in that context, though, like, what allow, what, what kind of, what kind of keeps you humble in this space? Because some, they just, you're, you're 26, bro. Like, you're doing what you need to do. But how can you have that knowledge of, yo, how can I really to get better at what I do? Well, first of all, I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what I have now is fine, but I can't be content with what I have. Uh, my grind has always been, even as a high schooler, I do what I do for my future wife and my future kids. Like, I don't have a wife, I don't have kids, but I do what I do for them. Um, and I like a lifestyle that, that I live. I like my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like to be able to go where I want to go, when I want to go, so forth and so on. So I can't be content where I am. Um, so I, I do it for them. Mm-hmm. I do it for them. Uh, but that, that knowledge to continue to, the, the, to continue to seek that knowledge, it just comes from, you call it leveling up. Uh, I'm not satisfied. I, I can't be. You know, it's, it's, fine. it's fine where I am, but I think all entrepreneurs always want more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's why we don't work regular jobs, mm-hmm. you know, because we always want, oh, what can I do now? It's the challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, going to chase a girl, give me a challenge. Mm-hmm. Now I chase you forever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing with, with, with business, like, yo, moving forward a little bit, there's, you're able to give your clients personal training and group training, but they don't work out when they're supposed to on their own. It's like, all right, well, cool. Well, there's what can you do? All right. Provide them with an 11,000 square foot facility where they have no choice but to come see you because you now charge $19.99 for general fitness memberships. I have a commercial gym now. A commercial yeah. Like now, I, I really feel like an entrepreneur now. Mm-hmm. Like now. I was in a 5,200 square foot facility where I had employees and all that good stuff. But it was that challenge of can I provide my clientele with what they're lacking at this facility? So now I have a, a full-fledged commercial gym, which blows my mind. Like it it really blows my mind. Then he tore down the wall itself, first and foremost. He had a wall. Dan's Hope yeah. tore down the whole wall himself to do it. I, I, uh, I get chill bumps, and, and, it, and it's very emotional. Very emotional. To, to, to think of where I am. I started full-time at 22 in 2013, December 2013, um, he talked about the sweat box, mm-hmm. right? It was literally, literally, he wasn't lying. It was 800 square feet. The roof was tin, so if it was hot outside, it was hot in there. <laughs> Hotter. <laughs> tin roof. Like it, was, it was bad. I went from 800 square foot to 5,200 square feet in a year and a half. Um, got the 5,200 in 2015, and we grand open July 23rd in 11,000. Mm-hmm. Let's unpack some of that real quick. Um, let's unpack this. Blessings, blessings and common sense is what I call it. Mm-hmm. So, but let's go back. There's two things. The first question, because I know I, I break all type of rules, because usually people don't ask two questions and questions, but I love a question to question. The first question uh, is 
one, let's take it back because remember, when you graduated Duke, there was a dream deferred. Like you, you made a decision that you weren't going to go to the NFL, and then you talked for a little while. Okay, yeah. And then let's, I want you to talk through your decision from teaching to I'm going to do this entrepreneurship thing because it wasn't a smooth rolling. You said you were in the classroom, you left, so I want you to talk to that. But also I want you to talk to that space of what did it look like going from the, the sweat box? Because a lot of people in here, we're in sweat boxes. We're in, in our careers in life, like, okay, we started already, but how, like, what do I, how do I get to the 5,200 square foot? Oh, good, yeah. So, that so, yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a shimmy, Daryl. It wasn't a shimmy. We, 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 we six in here for the bros, man. But, uh, but yeah, so talk us through your, 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 when you were a teacher and making that transition, okay. and then what was that core thing? Because so many people right here on the cusp that leveled you up from that sweat box to the first 5,200 square foot. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I, I graduated uh, 2013 from Duke University, double majored in history, African American studies, and education minor. Mm-hmm. So, no business degree. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to go to the NFL. Like, when I was young, um, NFL wasn't, what do you want to do? NFL wasn't what I said. And I think the reason for that was because my parents, kept me level-headed, but I played because it was fun and it gave enjoyment to my peers. It was fun, it was, it was just fun. I was better than everybody, it was just fun, right? So, um, NFL, I, I had teams call me, say, hey, you know, can you come play? I'm good, no, no thank you. Uh, like I told my, my agent, I had an agent, I, I went through the full thing just to get the experience, but I told my agent, um, and if my if my dad is listening right now, he's probably gonna be like, "What? I didn't know that." Uh, I told my agent, "If any teams call, tell them no, thank you." Mm. Um, and I didn't want to play because I knew I wanted kids. Mm-hmm. Number one, I wanted to be able to be outside and play with them and not be hurt, bro. I don't even know how to fall anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't know how to fall. Like I'm afraid to. F- literally fall on the ground because I don't know how to brace myself mm-hmm. anymore. But that's how bad my body is. Mm-hmm. But I knew it would get worse mm-hmm. if I went to the NFL. A lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to be able to play with my kids. So Mr. Uh, Warmack, he was a seventh grade social studies teacher. Mm-hmm. And he impacted my life to the utmost. Um, my dad brought that to my attention later in life, and I, I didn't realize it, but he said I would come home and talk about how Mr. Warmack did this, that, and the third. So it was an impact. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew I wanted to teach mm-hmm. um, because kids these days, they need individuals in that classroom mm-hmm. each and every day, mm-hmm. each and every day, mm-hmm. who can impact their lives fully. Mm-hmm. They need somebody who can be a disciplinarian, they need somebody that's going to love on them. They need somebody that's going to laugh with them. They need it all mm-hmm. because these kids are hurting. Mm-hmm. They're in their sweat boxes. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to be my dad to some of these kids. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, I'm going, I'm going to teach and be a principal. Um, so I taught at Global Scholars Academy. Um, the, the head, they call the head of school. It's the charter school. The head of school. Called me, was like, yeah, we just fired our PE teacher. You want the job? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I took it. I was 22. Um, I didn't know where checks was coming from. I'm like, yeah, I need that job. Mm-hmm. 
And I got it, but it got to the point where it felt like I was babysitting. Mm. It's like the Lord has more for me um, on this teaching platform. My dad was like, yo, go get certified. You, I mean, you did it all your life. Just, just go get certified. So I got certified in, in personal training, not thinking nothing of it. It was definitely going to be a side job because I taught from 830 to 330. Mm-hmm. So I got certified and I started putting crazy videos on Instagram. This, I'm so, this, this, but, wait, wait. This is before Instagram got saturated with trainers. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it was 2013. You didn't see trainers on there. So I would do crazy stuff like... Like he would... That bar right there. Dez would put his body on the bar and do like sideways stuff or a whole bridge. Dez would be on a bridge and do pull-ups on a bridge. Like it was a whole different... So like, I would do stuff like that just to get the attention of people. Uh-huh. And people would be like, all right, well, he's crazy. <laughs> I hope I don't have to do this stuff, but I'm going to try him out. So I was, I was training from 5.30 to 8. I would go teach from 8.30 to 3.30. 4 to 9 was my training. As y'all all know, teachers don't get paid any money. My check was like 1500 and I told y'all in the beginning, I like my lifestyle. <laughs> $1,500. <more. laughs> it was not enough. And I was making more money between 5.30 a.m. and 8 to 4 to 9. And I'm like, yo, this teaching thing, I already told y'all it felt like babysitting. I'm like, all right now, what you telling me? And my girlfriend at the time, she was like, uh, don't go work for a commercial gym. Like, do it. Do it on your own. Do it all day. So at 22, I left a guaranteed paycheck and health benefits. Right? And I entered into that sweat box. Mm-hmm. Right? I was charging my clients $180 for 12 one-hour sessions. I don't know the math of that. But, but that's, like 10, that's like that's like 12. That's like 15 hours a session. Yeah. It's super small. <laughs> $180, and that was back when I didn't know how to price myself, yeah, right? Uh-huh. $180 for 12 one-hour sessions, but it worked. Uh-huh. Like, I was good. Like, I, I was able to live that lifestyle. I just bought a new car, had a townhouse. I'm like, bills getting paid. There was a uh-huh. whole lot of months. We was like, whew, uh-huh. I barely made it. Uh-huh. But guess what? I made it, right? So I'm in this sweat box. Yep. And I'm going to try to bring a crazy analogy. It's coming. It's going to come. Okay. I'm in this sweat box charging $180, and it started getting cramped. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of you guys right now may be feeling like you're going to explode inside. Your insides is getting cramped. Mm-hmm. That's the analogy, right? So the, the, the gym was cramped. I'm talking about to the point where it's, it's 15 people in 800 square feet. Legit, 800 square feet is like this wall. Here, mm-hmm. and then we had equipment, so we got <laughs> we got that little space right there, right? We it was the chairs was the gym, <laughs> so it's fifteen people. Y'all see how close they sit? It's fifteen people working out in a tin roof, and this is Dad's workouts. These aren't like just two push-ups here. Dad's got them like, and we're doing everything <laughs> to the point where we mopping the floor after each session because it's wet with sweat, and I'm like, yo, it's cramped. It's cramped, Lord. All I know is my name of the company is MDH Fitness, but I don't know nothing <laughs> else. I don't know One anything thing. else. Mm-hmm. December 2013 came. I didn't have a Christmas break because I was making sure when January hit, 
and all y'all had the New Year's resolutions, <laughs> that I was ready for that because I knew I was going to be competing where I am now, those commercial gyms. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. $180 is barely getting you by month to month. You need to do more. Mm -hmm. My more was after you finish training, personal training, you go teach classes. So I talked to the principal at a middle school, at Roger Sir Middle School, Pearson Town Elementary, and uh, another high school. And what I did, I talked to those principals. I was like, hey, look, I need your gym after hours so I can teach these classes. Buns, legs, and thighs, ab attack, mm -hmm. and cardio class. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need it. <laughs> and I was in the best shape of my life because I was training all day. Mm -hmm. And I was teaching those classes Monday through Friday. So I was cramped, but I knew I needed to do more to get out of this cramped space. Mm -hmm. So the Lord and I, we, 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 we had plenty of conversations. <laughs> and... Um, a guy owed my homeboy money. Um, he was my roommate at the time. Y'all y'all might know him, DJ Bobby Drake. Mm -hmm. um, he's Daniel Gluckin, the realtor now. So yep. he should pay me for that. <laughs> uh, but he owed him some money. The guy owned clubs. He owned gyms. He was like, I'm opening up a new uh, gym, and I have 5,200 square foot. If you want it, it's yours. Okay, Lord. <laughs> What are you saying to me right now? 800 square feet, 5,200. My math people, that's not doubling. What is that? Quintupling it? Like, yeah. right? A lot in it. <laughs> that's, that's almost six times. Okay, so that's six times the stress. That's six times the money. Mm -hmm. That's six times... Everything else. Mm, so not just right. the money, six times everything else. Six People miss times, that, yeah. Six times everything else. So it goes back to Greg, you, you said you made a point earlier how you were trying to level up, but you weren't preparing yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? A lot of people pray for things, but they're not ready for what they're praying for. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're praying for it in your in your crap space now, if you're praying for it, are you doing everything that you're praying for? Well, are you doing everything to prepare you for what you're praying for? Right? So I was like, all right, I got the I got the gym, mm -hmm. I got the classes, 5200, let's make this thing shake. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how I was gonna do it. <laughs> but I, I had to make this thing shake because the Lord gave it to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm beside a retro fitness, like Greg said, mm -hmm. retro fitness, if y'all don't know it, it's just like a anytime fitness or it's just a regular gym um, where they charge their people $19.99 and then they got personal training. So I'm like, all right, my the per, the people that come to me, the least they might pay is $230. Mm -hmm. At most, $400, just depending on what you get. Mm -hmm. How can I compete with somebody that's $19.99? They got money to market. They got mm -hmm. money to... Talk to it. They got, they got money to do everything. And I, and I, I got $180 <laughs> that, that, that was, you know, saved up. But I'm like, we're going to do this thing. Um, luckily, I was smart with my money uh, with that $180 and from teaching. Um, so I was able to pay for all of my equipment cash. Ten grand. Here you go. I need everything. Mm -hmm. So I, I started off above where most businesses start off in their in their first year 
just because I was smart with the money mm-hmm. and I paid cash for everything. I didn't know anything. So everything that I brought in was mine, mm-hmm. except for I had to pay rent, water, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Um, so that was me feeling cramped and praying mm-hmm. to for the Lord to bring me something, which he did. And I know a lot of you guys feel like this. This is the next step where we are now. Do you mm-hmm. want to hold off on that? Yeah, for one second. Um, I just want to make one yeah. slight pivot, and we're gonna jump jump right into it because when I when I hear all that, man, um, I just want to kind of kind of flesh flesh a flesh one thing out because I think when we when we dream and we have these aspirations, um, specifically because I mean something I struggle with, something everybody else struggle with. You're working a lot because your schedule. When I tell you this man, all he did was in the gym from sun up from five thirty five a.m. To ten physical working out. That's not the trainer. Just sit there and you do it. He was he was in there. He was drilling. He was doing this. And a lot of people in here, some of them are entrepreneurs, some are coach changers, some are students that are are leveling, are, are about to be um, graduates. How do you how do you operate with your friends, with your family, when you have all this going on? Because a lot of people won't understand. So what I realized is that. You can't have balance, right? There's no such thing as balance. Because you're going to give your attention to something else more than you give attention to something else. So that there's no real such thing as 50-50 balance. It may be 60-40, 70-30, but you got to figure it out, mm-hmm. right? So first thing I say, okay, there's no such thing as balance. Mm-hmm. But what's important to you? Mm. Right, the gym's important. My woman's important. My friends come after, and then of course God is up here. Mm-hmm. Right, so gotta go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Gotta give my clientele what they want, which is a whole bunch of needy. <laughs> <laughs> They're needy and clingy and spoiled like this. They're so spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like I have other trainers at a gym, and I'm like, yeah. I, I'm not gonna be here today. Well, mm. I'm not coming. What do you mean you're not coming? We got other people you can work out, <laughs> so they're they're super spoiled. Mm-hmm. But what we had to do is have conversations, mm-hmm. right? Like Janae, my my woman, like lady. Listen, this is what we have going on right now. Mm-hmm. Please understand that because I'm here, that doesn't mean I don't want to be here, mm-hmm. right? Mm. I I, I want to be here. But I can't. I, I gotta be over here. But I'm gonna give you everything that I have left mm-hmm. when I see you, mm-hmm. right? So having those conversations, having those conversations with with your loved ones, your your your, your significant others, um, clientele if you have clientele, letting them know like, hey, I have a personal life, so you can't hit my phone after 7:30 because I'm trying to go to sleep at eight. Mm-hmm. Let my lady look. I gotta train them. Like if if my phone is ringing, ninety percent of the time it's one of them. Mm-hmm. So bringing everybody to the understanding of this is where I'm trying to go. This is the role you play. This is the role you play. Mm-hmm. Let me play my role. PYP, play your part. Mm-hmm. And and if everybody's playing their parts, everybody is happy because everybody knows what part they play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that had to happen. Obviously, we, we ran into some situations where we had it not work. Mm-hmm. 
and he, he talked about, you know, the, the, the friend aspect of it. Um, I, I had a, a close friend, so I thought, uh, who, who <laughs> owed me thousands of dollars in rent and gave him ample opportunities to, to, to pay it off. And I was just like, yo, you just got to go, bro. Like, I've been living with paying your rent and my rent for five months. I can continue to do it. Bye. Right? I didn't ask for the money because obviously he needed whatever he did not have. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to mess up my blessing by being like, yo, give me, run me my coin. Mm-hmm. Yo, go ahead. Do what you do. God bless you. Good luck. You just can't do it with me. <laughs> Three months later. A lot of you not. This man legit stole my entire business plan. Like I, I lot of you not. I, Greg, Greg I, told y'all. Greg told y'all. I started off with five dollar uh-huh. lifestyle challenges at North Carolina Central. Uh-huh. You go hashtag a specific <laughs> hashtag right now. You gonna see five dollar. <laughs> Challenges at North Carolina Central. <laughs> I got people that say, "Yeah, all you can do is shake your head." At me. I have people that's in my circle, like, "Yo, I be, I be mad. I, what? Why? Why do I need to be mad? Because clearly, I've done something right for him to, like, yo, I like that. Let me have that. It's cool." But I'm in the process of uh, going with my attorney to, to do all legalizing and copyrighting and trademarking. So now I gotta be like, run me my coin, uh, and I'm gonna get that rent back. Now that you're making money, I guess. Like, yeah, I, 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 okay. You got five dollars? Cool. Let me get that. <laughs> but that's how it is, right? You know, you you learn how to pick your battles. Because the Lord is going to put you in situations where you're going to win at the end of the yeah. day, no matter what. No matter what. These last, from from now until March, the end of March, have been the absolute hardest days of my life. The absolute hardest days of my life. Because I, I'm... My, 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 like I told y'all, my lowest client, paying client is $230. The most one of my clients pays is like $420, mm-hmm. right? From the end of March to July 4th, I didn't have a gym. I didn't have a gym. So I'm, I, I didn't have a gym. You're going to be like, what? You didn't even know that on Instagram. <laughs> but that's how I tweaked it. I told y'all we were doing outside workouts all month. <laughs> y'all thought? Y'all thought? Oh, he just outside. Nah, we didn't have a gym. We didn't, we didn't have a gym. So the inside of me is like, yo, I got this person paying $420 a month, and they coming to see me outside. I'm doing outside workouts. How long are they going to continue to pay me? Because I had people drop off. Mm-hmm. I had people say, put me on hold. Mm-hmm. I still got to find a building. You know, when you find a building, you got to pay security deposit. First month rent, last month rent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got people dropping off. I got people pausing. How am I going to make money to give y'all what y'all want and deserve? So 
Lord, help me. Mm -hmm. Help me, please. Mm -hmm. Stay steadfast. Stay steadfast, Dad. Keep doing what you're doing. Wake up. Keep mm -hmm. training people. This is the Lord's voice. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Keep praising me. Let the people see me through you. Stay focused. Keep right. Get up. Do it again. Mm -hmm. Get up. Do it again. Mm -hmm. That building doesn't work. Keep going, Dad. Keep going, Dad. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. No matter what. I had three buildings that told me no. Mm -hmm. Keep pushing, Dad. Building being vacant for five years. Mm -hmm. Pop up on loopnet.com. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I want that. Walk in, it looks terrible. Mm -hmm. You can imagine something sit for five years, <laughs> right? Set for five years, we got all types of rats, roaches, dust, walls, like Greg said, mm -hmm. that we had to break down. So, a lot of you guys, y'all are in that sweat box right now, and you got a wall that's in front of you. Mm. Okay? Keep pressing. Keep pushing. Wake up. Keep doing it. Give your best each and every day because the Lord is not going to bless somebody who don't do what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Right? You can pray for it all day long, but if you're not, if you waking up and you like, oh, I got to go do this again. Mm -hmm. oh, That's spirit. I'm, I'm going to get another no. You're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part. Waking up and continuing to do it even when people tell you no. When you're already proven. It's not, like, it's not like he's just a random guy. This is like you've already built up a certain amount of respect, a certain amount of clientele, and people are still to your face. You got cash. It ain't like you came, I need a loan. No. I wanted a loan. Mm -hmm. I wanted a loan. But the bank like, nah. You, you don't have enough whatever built up. What you mean? I got X and Y, Z sitting in the bank account. It's proven that I'm doing something right. Mm -hmm. Why can't I get a loan? And <laughs> I said this to myself the other day. After after tallying up what I've spent in the last twelve days, I'm a I'm gonna go to SunTrust, <laughs> go to State of Florida's Credit Union because they are gonna provide me with my house and they are gonna provide me with my next line of credit. Both of y'all come here. Look at this. This was all me, my cash, not y'all's. So the next time I come to y'all ask for some money, y'all better give it to me. Mm -hmm. Right. So keep praying, keep waking up, doing what you got to do because that wall is gonna be broken down. We're now in 11,000 square foot. Mm -hmm. 11,000 square foot, man. I, dude. Mm. And what I want to go, because we're about to do, I want to say one point, and then we're going to talk about, because Des has a, a pretty interesting relationship story, journey, so I want to dig into that. And then we're going to talk about what's next for Des. But the one thing, and I was talking to a person earlier this morning, I'm all about being intentional, right? So I realized on Saturday mornings, I need to be accomplishing and getting it in on the weekends. So I said, what gets me going in the weekends? Have a good conversation, uh, talking, stretching my brain, have it operate early in the morning. So I have calls from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. every Saturday with people that have questions about public speaking, whatever, whatever, for free. And that gets my brain stretched because I'm all a minute. I'm like, Burr. by so 9 a.m., I'm already revved up my whole Saturday. I'm killing it because I've already had that spark being intentional. So while I'm being intentional, I had a call this morning on the road and I thought about, and I think me and Keon talked about it on our podcast, about this whole aspect of because she said, she was a friend of ours, like, are you going Hollywood on me? Like, you're doing this, you're doing that. And then I, look, I thought about it, I was like, what would the world be like if more people were Hollywood? Because what is the thing about Hollywood, right? Hollywood is the spotlights on the star, right? Outside of God, majority of us, the star, it should be us. The star is your priorities. The star is what you need to do. The star is your focus, your fitness, your habits. But a lot of times in our life, the reason why we don't get to that guiding light is because we, everybody else is the star of this show. 
and everybody else is not Hollywood. Everybody else, somebody texts them back, they text them right back. And somebody else say, oh, can you make this concession? Can you do this favor for me right now? I got you, whatever. You're doing favors. And then you praying like, why, why am I money short? Why am I doing this? You're making all these concessions instead of sticking towards, hey, you, you are the star of the show. Because guess what? The, more, the bigger your spotlight is, then if you want, you can turn the spotlight on other people. Like, that's when, like, the bigger I become, I can more so, like, because what was already dope. But then imagine, what if everybody find out that he's doing all my videos? Then everybody going to go to him. Or what did they find out? Like with, 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 uh, with D, when he's speaking, like D has helped me so much as a speaker from the business aspect, not the raw technicality, but as far as with the formatting, with the pricing packages, with all this stuff. So it's like, as the more I get on, so next time I go on tour, oh, boom, he's right there. There's no problem. So the more focus I put on myself, because like I said, Dez, for the most part, you couldn't get in contact with this after 9 o'clock. He was going to sleep. It was, I don't care who you were. Because I'm the type of dude, I ain't going to lie, sometimes I'm like, yo, I'm, if G Hill hit you up, you answer the phone. Like, you come on, let, I, I'm be real. I'll be like that sometimes. Some people are like, yo, you got to answer the phone. I don't care who Dad's calling. It's going to airplane mode, it's going to fall asleep. He's going to eat what he need to eat, he's going to fall asleep. Because guess what? Dad's no. In order for him to take his business to the next level to help other people. Mind you, he's doing all this other stuff, not so he can line his pockets. Because no. guess what? The reason why Dad's continues to win, people can call Dad's what they want. Dad's provides value. At the end of the day, it's all about the value. You provide value, I don't care how you act, whatever, people are gonna respect you. People are gonna continue to come back. And I just share, if anything y'all remember from this thing before we go to the relationship piece, is just really for the, all of are struggling. Because some people in here, they, they got it together. And when we have our next portion after this podcast, there's some people that's already killing it. But the people that's struggling, just real talk, put the spotlight on yourself for a chance. Please put the spotlight on yourself. Trust yourself, love yourself enough to put your spotlight on yourself, and I guarantee if you do it in the right and authentic way, the right way is going to come to you. But if you continue to adjust your habits, adjust your faith, adjust your principles to every single person that asks for something, every single person that needs your time, every single person that got an urgent request, every single person you haven't had that honest dialogue with, because some, I can't talk about it, talk to it, I want to, but Des was real concrete about having that, that open conversation about what expectations are in business. And respect levels and relationships, whatever. That's important. Like you, you, you can't miss that. That's a nugget. Somebody missed a shout right there. But all that's concerned is be just following yourself. But let's transition to relationships because now Des is, and he, he, I talked to him beforehand before um, to see if we can delve into this. But Des is in a relationship. His relationship is kind of it's just different. So first of all, speak to um, the dynamics of a relationship and how as because let's be real. Let's be very, very, very honest right now, guys. It's an honest space. It's like family. If you are an African-American man with no kids and you're doing what you need to do, there are some, there are some advantages. You are kind of, unfortunately, the way the society is set up, um, there's not too many of us, to, to, to be honest. And not, it's by design, but that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day that people like Marcus and others can speak to at length about it. But we're not going to go down that route right now. But how do you, A, why is that important to you? Because a lot of men is really not, so why is that important? And then, two, speak to the dynamics of kind of how it even set up because... She is out of state situation. Break that down. Well, so relationships to me are very meaningful. All types of relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, our relationship, the relationship that we've built in the last 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, it's important to me. Um, what, you, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about me, what I believe about you is very, very important to me. Uh, I get this side from my mom. If you wrong me, I can cut you off. But I, I, I truly cherish uh, relationships. So the relationships that you have with the individuals that are in your life, think about are they adding positively to where you're trying to go, right? 
If they're not, I put this on my Insta story the other day. If they're not, your circle needs an audit. Audit your circle. My man right here looked to the side like, dang. <laughs> I might cut somebody off. Cut them off. It's okay. Because put the spotlight on yourself. Mm-hmm. You're trying to go somewhere and they're not benefiting you to where you need to go. Right? So relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? So at the gym, we're based upon faith, family, and fitness. Okay? Um, faith being my clientele and anybody else who comes, they're able to see God through me each and every day. That family aspect is if you don't join with a friend or family member, mm-hmm. you will make a friend and family member at that gym. Mm-hmm. You're going to work so hard that they're going <laughs> to ultimately be your, bro- your blood brother <laughs> or sister because y'all going to sweat, cry, and bleed together. Mm-hmm. Right? With no AC. It, with no AC. No, right. And then that fitness bar is we truly believe with the number one fitness company in North Carolina. Okay? So that's relationships to me. My personal relationship is with uh, a young lady named Janae. Uh, She's from Alabama. And actually, we spoke on the way in, and she said she just saw one of our blogs. Okay, so um, Janae is from Alabama, and I met Janae on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And super crazy how how (laughs) it Please break it down. My cousin is her line sister at the University of Alabama. So y'all know how Instagram works. If I'm your friend and that's your friend, I'm going to see you on my popular page. So I see her on my popular page like, yo, what is this? Good. Screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. Seeing, seeing, seeing. Jazz, who is this? Oh, this is my live sister. Oh, well, she bad. You need to put me on. So, uh, she said, she, she says what I say to Janae, and Janae was like, nah. <laughs> and I was like, dang. And side note, imagine what it looks like. You can see, I can see probably from her respect, this guy all muscled out on the thing. He looking aggressive. He's like, oh, probably I'm trying to come up off that. And plus, side note, real, real quick. I hate Instagram, but now if you screenshot something or you tag something, if you're not careful, you can send it to that person. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't call somebody sister stuff like, damn, like, I wasn't even going to do that. I'm like, hold up. I was trying to send a message to somebody else. They just sent them to the person. I'm like, jeez. I'm like, no, they're having looking crazy out here. Like, I didn't want to try to send that message, but continue the story, man. So, uh, have me out here looking crazy. This is some she, great news. She declined. Yeah, she declined. declined. She's like, no, yeah, he's cute, but nah, he's too far. I don't want to do anything long distance. She just got out of a relationship maybe a year prior. She was like, I'm not ready to be involved. I don't even want to date. I don't want to go to dinner with anybody. And and Jazz told me, like, yeah, she was like, you're just too far. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm a business owner. Girl, I fly out. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, it don't matter. Business is not a thing. Like, whatever. We can make it happen. So <laughs> she was like, nah. So I, she can tell the story much better than I can. But time passed, and um, I sent her a DM, and she looked at it. Y'all know what happened, senior. Yup. <laughs> but ain't no dots popping. <laughs> I'm like, dang. So she looked at it, didn't respond. So I'm like, all right, cool. All right. She rude. <laughs> she absolutely rude. So one one day, one day, I get two follows at the same time. Okay. 
One was her, and one was another girl. I'm like, ah, this little fish. <laughs> so I go to, and I was already following Janae Steele, so it was green and blue. <laughs> so I clicked on the other person. Her name is Erica. And I saw that they were mutual friends. So I'm like, all right, cool. So they out here creeping. They out here they creeping on me. What's going on? So I hit, I hit Jazz back up. I'm like, Jazz, who is Erica? She was like, oh, that's one of our law sisters too. Oh. Ten minutes later, this is how the Lord works. <laughs> I go through the Lord in it? Yeah, watch this. Ten minutes later, I get an email from Erica. Hey, I just moved from Arkansas to Chapel Hill, and I'm looking for a trainer. Ooh. <laughs> so I, she didn't know I knew who she was, but I knew who she was. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, cool. Come to the gym. We can make it happen. So she comes to the gym. She signs up. And before she leaves, I'm like, tell Janae. I said, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, before you go. Tell Janae. I said, thank you for helping our business. Ooh. Right? So Erica go back to Janae and was like, Desmond said, thank you. I like, no, that's not what I said. Tell her again, helping our business. Ooh, I didn't, so, I didn't catch the R now. Oh, oh, you are. Our business. So this is me and her. I'm speaking this thing. Whoa. It's that old player game, so, boy. <laughs> All in, baby. All in. So she, uh, Erica, Erica's the type of person she really doesn't like other folk. Like she, she just jinx, she doesn't. But apparently, behind the scenes, she was going hard for me. Like, yo, he's a good guy. You really need to talk to him. X, Y, and Z. Erica's new to town. She's from Arkansas. So first of all, she moved from Arkansas to Chapel Hill, which is 10 minutes from my gym. What are the odds? And then, uh, Janae was like, okay, I know I'm going to visit Erica at some point, and because Erica doesn't know what to do in Durham, I got to see Dez. So that same DM, she sent me something. It's like, yeah, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just not in the space to date nobody. I'm like, cool, but in my mind, I'm thinking, I got you, because you wrote me back. Yes. So ladies, if you really not trying, don't write that. Don't write that. But in my mind, I'm thinking like, yo, cool, we good. She wrote me back. She follows me. I'm good. So from that DM, she liking everything. I'm like, yeah. Oh, she in the pocket now. She in the pocket now. She liking everything. And I sent her message like, I'm not even going to hold you. But I think you got my post notifications on. Like, every time I post, you double tap it. I'm like, "You, you got my post notifications on. So fast forward. She didn't have them on. Uh, she came up in October. Um, what was the last hurricane we had? Mm. Uh, uh, the bad one, Matthew. So she came up during that hurricane, which was perfect. <laughs> she, she told me, I'm not coming to your house ever. Like, I'm not coming to your house. I'm like, cool, that's fine with me. <laughs> I went to go pick her up from Erica's house to go to dinner. Matthew came through. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining too hard. Your hair is going to get messed up. Oh, you hit the hair? Let's just go to the crib. Like, we straight. Your hair is going to so get messed up. So go to the crib, and I cook. I cooked in there. That was our first date. I cooked. That boy did, boy. And um, in my mind, she was my girlfriend then. 
but she, <laughs> she wasn't, but she was. And um, this is when you know you know, right? When you know you know, this is October 7th. And my birthday, she took me to Colorado and I asked her to be my girlfriend. November like 15th or something like that. She moved to North Carolina March. So November, December, January, February, four months of six months of knowing each other. She moved from Alabama to here. And this relationship, it, it so my parents dated for three months. Engaged for three months and was married. Mm. So that's the norm. So a lot of people say that's not normal, but it should be normal. We shouldn't be playing games. Men, we know if she ain't it, she ain't it. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Stop messing with her. Stop messing. Because ultimately, you messing it up for another guy, and you're crushing these women. They already, they already have a whole lot to deal with. It's your responsibility as a man to protect and lead these women. That's our job, right? And I'm, I'm going to get back to that. If, yeah. if you let me, I'm yeah. going to get back to that point, right? That's your job. Dad's right? going go to the deep territory right now. He's going to the deep territory. Right? I know some of my men are like this. My lady's like this. Some of my men are like, bro, like, is this where we going Okay, I'm laughing now. It's like, whoa, bro. It's like, whoa, bro. But no, remember, remember keyword job. Okay? Keyword job. So I she moved up here. And this was this was this was before she got a job. And I told her, I'm like, yo, listen, this is before I even had a gym. I'm like, babe, I got you. I got us trusting me like the Lord has. She moved up here since March. She still doesn't have a job. And it's the biggest blessing in the world because everything that I'm going through, I need her every step of the way. Right? Make phone calls to Duke Energy. Make phone calls to everybody who I would forget. Mm-hmm. Like she's there. And I and I know for a fact once the gym is up and running, she'll get a job. Mm. But Janae is the type of woman who is very independent very independent very independent she's never had to rely on anybody but herself and this is for you so men I didn't got on y'all women I'm about to get on y'all <laughs> right she's a she's a type didn't have a dad in her life it was her mom it was her sister women possibly talking negatively about men every every chance they got the opportunity so this this is her environment right so that's her mindset, right? She's she thinking, I can't trust no man. I can never rely on a man. I don't know what a strong man looks like. And then she meets me, right? So biggest step was her moving. That was huge. Now she doesn't have a job. She's re- relying on me to make ends meet. So she's in a place right now where she's like, oh my God. I can't provide, she can, but I can't provide anything. What am I to do? You're supposed to work on yourself, keep praying, 
and keep asking God to shape and mold you into the individual that he will have you to be for that man. Right? Her and I had a conversation the other day. It, it, was, it was in the same context. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I legit felt some type of way because she, she, she feels bad that she can't provide in whatever capacity. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, let me do my job. The, my whole entire life has been set up for me to take care of us and you. Let me do my job. And then she, she, she's she good. It's still tough for her, mm-hmm. but that's how the Lord works. So every everything that you face, everything is set up for that right person when you know it's right. Now, this is our interesting part of our relationship. So faith, family, and fitness is what I try to provide you guys on my on my Instagram. That's what my posts around. Faith, family, and fitness. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Janae is my family. Uh, she does hair and uh, makeup tutorials on YouTube. Janae mm-hmm. Michelle at Janae Michelle. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yo, we about to take over your, your YouTube and we about to give the people real life Cosby show. Right? <laughs> because think about this. Think, think about how real this is. Raise your hand if you watch YouTube. Not right? Not. A lot of people legit watch YouTube like TV. Mm-hmm. Right? We are somebody's real life reality TV show. And it's real life reality. Not, not, (laughs) okay, cool. This is real life reality TV show. It's our job to give you guys this. We, to somebody, we are the Cosby show. Right? And we, we, we vlog every chance we get uh, we vlog everything to the to the, to talking about how we got over different arguments, about how we how we met, talking about how whatever. Even for even for the men, um, I, I I went to the doctor not too long ago, and it's it's something that I got to get done that a lot of you guys probably don't know about. I didn't know about it, so I talked about it on the vlog. Like, yo, men, if you watching this. If you ever have to go through this, this is what you're going to have to experience. Because I'm serving as a role, as a father figure to somebody that might be watching. Mm-hmm. Right? For, for a lot of you guys, you probably never had anybody tell you what a prostate checkup feels, looks like, none of that. Probably never experienced it. So you ain't going to go get one. Mm-hmm. But if I can be the one to tell you about prostate or any other type of exam... Through my blog, that's my job. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna provide you with that type of information. So that's what our relationship is. Mm-hmm. And I wanna say one thing I got from that, and you hit it on the end with it, but everybody can do, and it's hard for everybody to believe this, but hear me out on this. Um, for everybody, everybody in here, um, you're something to somebody. Like he said, he's a real life cause with somebody looking up to him. Like everybody in here, whether good or bad, is something to somebody around them. And when you realize that, when you live in that, you move around with a little bit more off, a little bit more force. But sometimes a lot of people, unfortunately, they're just so not aware of what's going on that they they just they sometimes they don't think they're just somebody. Somebody's not watching them, but somebody's always watching you, learning how you move and whatnot. 
So if anything, that should encourage and inspire you to, to hold your own standard. Because it's not just, I know y'all might say, okay, that's easy. You got three square, you got three gems, you got this. No, 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 don't get lost in that. But get lost in somebody, whether it's a kid, somebody in your job, somebody that's immediately around you, somebody, whether it is the, if you're riding a bus, the bus driver, somebody, the, the, the grocery store, the people that's uh, doing your grocery, somebody is looking up to you in some capacity. And you're either pushing them in the right direction in the wrong direction. And when you kind of claim that early on, no matter what level you're on, when you claim that, especially if it's best when you're at the bottom or you're starting off, when you claim that, you move with a lot more class, a lot more dignity, a lot more affirmation and where you, where you can provide. But when you don't, then you shortcut yourself, you shortcut your blessings because you're like, you don't move like no, you move like nobody cares. And there's a big difference between you to move like nobody cares and moving like, oh, I own the room, I got it, and I'm, somebody's counting on me. Because like I said, I think it was really deep that, and I have to bring it to my forefront that you were working so hard for this situation. Like you said, you, your whole life has been prepared and intentionally for your future kids, for your future wife. This is what you prepared to do. So it's like the days you say you hit that alarm clock, you remember like, I, I, I said that that was what I was going to do. I said that and you live towards it. A lot of people say they're going to do certain things, but they really just don't believe it. I know a lot of time, and a lot of stuff we're saying, to be honest, y'all probably heard before. But that's the problem. A lot of times, a lot of simple things that we do that we just don't execute on, and we end up in the same boat. So I'm, I'm just now, and I'm not, I'm not, we're not sitting on this couch trying to give advice like we're the gurus. I'm just now getting to the point where it's like, gee, it was that so simple. Like, I love, I had him speak at a four quarters camp. He said, honestly, my life hasn't been too hard. I just listened to my dad. <laughs> it's just that simple. And I was like, life, like all those times, how many of y'all got parents, even mother or father, how many times your mom told you, not, don't do that, and you did it, and you're like, damn, why did you do that? Like, seriously, like, the people that has been through it, like, there's so many aunts, grandmas, uncles in my life that I've never asked any advice from. I've never asked anything, and guess what? I know they've been through every single thing. I used, when I was homeless, I was like, oh, why me, why me? My dad done been short before on bread. I, and it wasn't because I was homeless. It was more so I was short on bread. I didn't know how to ask for it. My dad, my dad could have helped me out, but I was like, why me, why me? I didn't explain, but so many times we have family members, we have people around us that has been through your situation, but you just think you that deep. You think you that special to not affirm that specifically with your peer group. That's what, this is when it gets weird because sometimes with our peer group, people our age, oh, we cannot look vulnerable. We cannot, we cannot look like we don't got it on together. We always got to be like, yo, I'm cool. We on the same. No, I know. And I always put Daryl in the part. Daryl, um, he's a professional speaker. We've been on each other two years. He he has a model, a framework where he he gets paid what is where he's been on that level. I always humble myself on certain aspects of like your D. How do I how do I get there? It's not on the talent stuff. Like how do I how do I frame it this way? How do I do this? And he's my he's younger than me. I have different profiles and whatnot. I'm always like yo D. How do you think about this? How do you think about that? Because there's no ego here. We're all trying to get it. So I just challenge this with our peer group. If somebody's doing it right, if you can add value, you just ask like yo, okay. Here's my business. Like, how can I really make revenue on it? Not like, okay, yo, Des, I'm in fitness. We on the same, we on the same thing. Like, oh, how's your business going? Business going well. And you only got two clients paying like $20 an hour. No. <laughs> you may need to say, yo, Des, can I, I mean, I'll be real with you. I would like to work in a year. Eventually I want to start my own client, but can I work with you under a year? Because I need to level up my business. Yeah. Then all of a sudden that conversation changed. Even if he's older, the conversation changed. And guess what? In a year, you might have a part of his franchise, or you might have your own franchise, but you honestly told him, in a year, I'm gonna leave. Like, what if what if your boy would have said, Yo, came to you as a man, like, yo, it's I'm crazy. short, but I'm trying to, because you were grooming him to be that. I, I saw it. I saw my own. You were grooming him to do everything else, and now I see it. It's sad, but he'll learn from it. I mean, even though you're still going to he'll learn from it. It's like, yo, you were grooming him to be the next on his own platform. He took it and ran with it, whatever. But as we, as we um, transition, our last transition, 
let's transition to the future because that's the most important because um, my boy Virgil, when I got this Against All Laws shirt, this is his brand. Um, I'm glad he just brought me off GLG. He's been, like I told, for people that don't know, when I launched my second book, I didn't know this man from nothing. He came to my book, launched Drive from Fayetteville, bought five books. It was in every pick like I knew him from Jump. And that's why anything he needs is, is mine. And it's like, this is his brand. I'm supporting it. I'm going to continue to support it. But Virgil asked, like, how do you stay driven? How do you stay focused when you're on a certain level? Well, Dez, like you said, we're going to the future round. There's certain things he's working on that keeps him driving and motivated. So, Dez, show it our audience as we, as we conclude, man, and get into a more, um, get into a engaging a session. So, so uh, like I mentioned, as an entrepreneur, you always want the next mm-hmm. thing, right? You, you can never be satisfied. I'm never satisfied where I am because what's happening, you have other people that's underneath you. And they grind. They coming. Mm-hmm. They, they are coming. Um, yes, fitness is a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar industry, but North Carolina is not. Mm-hmm. Herm <laughs> is not. Right? So I have to continue. What's next? There's what's, what, what, what can you do next? Okay? So what we have next is the building, like I told you guys, 11,000 square foot. Um, you Follow me on Instagram and you'll see it. Okay, you see, I'll, I'll I'll post it. I'll post it literally. Did you already post it? Cause I, I can. Post it. Okay. I'm gonna post it. I'm leaving up there for a minute, and I'm gonna take it down, right? Because nobody. We can do it today, cause I got the internet, so we can do it sometime. But then I got the internet. Perfect. We good. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna put it up, put it down, so y'all can just see what it was. Cause you had that. You had that footage that you took from. Just, what it What it was. I can play the footage. What it I got looks it. like. Yeah. Perfect. What it looks like now, and what it's going to look like. So the future. Um, the gym isn't enough. The gym isn't enough. What else can you do, Dez? All right, well, let's do a magazine. Why not? All right, what, what gym do you know have a magazine? I don't know, man. Let's do a magazine. What do you want the magazine to be about? Of course, it's going to be about Faith Family Fitness. Right? So, our first issue of the magazine was. This is who we are. This is prime. This is what we're about. It was a terrible magazine. <laughs> it was so bad. I told the person today, I'm like, yo, this is garbage. But we gotta start somewhere. <laughs> but we can't go back this way. <laughs> like, legit, y'all, y'all know the, uh, the paperback books with the staples on the, on the outside? That's what the magazine was. And I'm like, this is good. I'm excited for this, but this is not it. So then we got the perfect finding, like we got the whole nine. Uh, ooh, nice. Don't play it. I, I, I got so, setting the stage. Magazine. The second issue is about uh, a boss in your own lane. Like that's that's mm-hmm. that's our like headline. A boss in your own lane. And what I did is I I found individuals who individuals who I thought were bosses in their lane. That were under 30 and put them in the magazine. So the headline, the girl who has the, the biggest spread in the magazines, is a chick from New York, Angelina Darsaw. Pop. I'm talking about she left corporate. She started her own business called C-Suite, where she 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 does seminars like this with with, <laughs> with Google, Essence, mm-hmm. like pop. Popping, popping, popping. I'm like, I gotta have you. So she's in there. I have a girl, y'all probably all know her, um, Lauren, who does photography, um, weddings, yep. 
popping. She's, she's popping. I got a guy who's doing uh, poetry about femininity. That's gonna go along with the the, the wedding photographer. Boom. We had a head basketball coach. So that's that's our second issue. Is gonna be a boss in your own lane. Uh, we we released that July twenty third. Please come to the grand opening if you have the opportunity to. Um, on the way up here, I was talking to the event planner, and she was telling me she wanted to do some stuff. I'm like, how? Okay, cool. Like she wants to have uh, aerial dancers in there. I'm like, yo, how are we gonna do that? <laughs> that was the ones that behave from the streets. Uh-huh. I thought it was pretty cool. I was uh-huh. like, yo, let's do it. The ceilings don't like that high though. Yeah. They're gonna be close. Please, if you can, please come out. It's a it's a dress type event. We'll have wine, beer, food, all that good stuff. Um, second future thing which is insane and nobody knows about this yet yeah so this is this is indie like when does it really drop it so we only we're only having 25 bottles on the 23rd i just gave it out 20 20 25 bottles on the 23rd we're we're starting our own supplement line like supplement line like we can go to the join the gnc if we want to but i'm not we're just gonna keep it in the gym in-house we got brand opening, we got uh, supplement, we have magazine. And my thought process behind it all was, like, Dez, you got a gym, but that's cool, but what 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 else can you do? There's a whole lot of trainers out here who mm-hmm. popping, but they training out of apartment complexes or paying somebody else rent. I'm like, cool, that's one up on them. What else can you do? Let's start a magazine. Did the magazine. We did that last year. And what else can you do? Start the supplement line. Because I've had multiple people say, hey, can you represent my brand? Mm-hmm. My supplement. Nah, I'm good. I, nah, I'm straight. So we started off. The guy who we actually created our own formula. The guy who's on my board, he, he's a Hillside graduate. He graduated a year before me at Hillside and then went to Harvard. He's an award-winning scientist, black guy, award-winning scientist uh, for supplements. And he uh, created a formula for us. Like, it's ours. It's, nobody else can touch what we've created. Um, so that's the future, man. We 11,000 commercial gym. Magazines that's coming out trimesterly, mm-hmm. um, and a supplement line, which like that blows my mind more than anything. Mm-hmm. Supplement because everybody everybody wants something that's going to aid mm-hmm. what we already do. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to encompass it all. Like I want it. I want everything that has to do with fitness in my gym. Mm-hmm. So we got a nutritionist and a dietitian. We have a uh, company that we that do that does massages. We, we do personal training, group training. Mm-hmm. We got the supplement that you need. Mm-hmm. You don't need nothing else. And you want to read while you're on the toilet, we got a magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm literally trying to encompass everything in the fitness field and have it with us. Because people, people think it, but they don't have the action mm-hmm. to do it. And we're doing it. 
And, and I think we're going to play the video and then do our, our final final round and then open it up for questions. But the biggest thing out of all this is I remember what you said when you started as a teacher. This is 22. This is only four years ago, right? Yeah. Four for four years ago, years ago as a teacher, like, yo, I can do more. I have this ability. At first, you like get a personal trainer, go for work for a gym. You say, I want to do it on my own. Then $180 for 12, for 12, uh, 12 sessions, full sessions. $5 classes at North Carolina Central. This was only three and a half, four years ago. Then after that, calling principals, putting his, on the phone, calling principals, hey, here's what I got, can I get this space? Then from calling principals to the first building, first building it closed down for three months. He's, he still, he has clients, but losing clients, trying to do all this stuff, seeing what's going on, what's going on. Two and a half or three weeks ago, just three weeks ago, opportunity came up. He used the opportunity. Now on July 23rd, grand opening for third gym, magazine, this. So I hope it's been painted crystal clear. Y'all can talk offline, the details specific, of that it doesn't really matter where you start as long as you do start. And it doesn't, don't, don't think it's going to take, it has to take a lot of time. Because I'm always, I read, I read Malcolm Outliers, I read 10,000 hours. Many of us in this room have 10,000 hours being yourself. We're all, that's why I said my first book was Remember You're a Genius by Design. Everybody in here has genius level potential themselves, but when you're not yourself, when you're putting on facade, when you're trying to be everybody's version of whatever they at, then you're never going to get your, you're never going to claim that genius. And those that do early, it may seem like four years, but he's taken into account all those other years before. So a lot of you right now, you're like, man, it's going, it might take me like five years. Actually, probably shouldn't. Because you, you're you discrediting your whole life, your whole experiences, and everything else they put into you. But when you can tap into that, in that rawness, that's when magic happens, man. So I, I pray as we watch this video and we go to this last round that not to get lost in the spectacular stuff that he's doing and, and who's to know what it's going to be in 10 years, but to remember those $5 classes. Remember, remember those gyms, all those hours, like nonstop hours. For a cause, though, it wasn't just working to grind. Because I don't like the way. That's why, that's why everything is Thrive event, Thrive this. I don't have grind list. I don't have to do list. Thrive is aspiring, pushing forward. I do that by design. Grinding, that's not cool. Because grinding, you don't want to do it. Like you said, if you wake up every morning like, I don't want to train, man. I don't want to go to the gym. Your, your, your results are going to do this. But when you have that excitement, like, yo, I get the opportunity, man. We're going to get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. It's a whole different experience. But before you play, the, yep. before you play this. Set the tone. Uh, our... our and you can see on the back of my shirt, it says life trainer, if you can't see that, right? We're not personal trainer, we're a life trainer, right? Our, in our motto, we want to impact everybody who walks through our door, not just physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally as well, right? That's my job, to thrive, to push you forward, right? Each and every person that I come in contact with. And that's why we do well. Right? People people don't pay us. People don't pay us. Press pause real quick for me. Press, press pause real quick. People not paying $400 for training. They're not. They're paying for the relationship. Mm. Like, I, I lie to you not. People are, they're not paying to get training. They're coming to talk to me. They coming to hang around everybody else that comes that they out right and that's the environment the culture that we've created 
that people are willing to pay $400 a month for a relationship, right? And 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 I tell my you can you can you can go ahead. <laughs> I tell I tell my employees all the time, Chick Fil A is the standard. Mm. I ain't been to Chick Fil A in a long time, but I know they still say my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right? Chick Fil A is the standard. It is my job. It is my duty. Each and every day to impact every client six to seventy-two the best way I can possibly do it. Through faith, family, and fitness, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. That's they got a separate interest too, don't they? Oh, somebody like it already. I need right. to delete it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can take that thing down. You can take that thing down. Man. <laughs> Comment stuff, man. I wasn't supposed to see that. <laughs> But yeah, so that's 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 the news why. And I'm extremely proud uh, of myself. And I, I listen, I from March to July 4th, I was like, Dennis, do you want to do this? Are you sure entrepreneurs, you've ran a business, you could be a good manager for somebody. Like somebody will take you. Somebody will take you. But I'm, I'm extremely proud of myself <coughs> pushing to have the faith, the intestinal fortitude, the 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 daggone, the prayer, the consistency in my prayer too. It mm. wasn't just a one-time prayer. It was, Lord, we have we have talks. Like, show me something, please, because I'm on the cusp of of. Here's my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one of those, by the way. But here's my resume. Hire me. Because that was hard. I I spent money that I didn't even know how it was going to come. Like, we we, we have a system that we use called MindBody, where it tracks all your clientele, where it tracks your, 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 how much you made in a month, how much you com- made compared to last year. I guess it's a bomb system. And I check it every day. And I, re- I remember uh, June, my mom does all our money for my mom, for the business. I'm like, mom, you see what we made this month? What we got in the bank account? How? And she was like, don't ask how, just say thank you. Like. I had people leaving. I had people pausing. And it was all, I was glad I was outside now because I didn't have to pay rent to nobody. Mm-hmm. And I had all that money saved up <laughs> to be able to do all this. Uh-huh. Because be- before doing this, I had no idea what it would take. I didn't know how much it was going to cost. Mm. I didn't know the work that was going to have There's to be done. There's a message there. I didn't know. I did not know. Like, I just thought it was going to be like, yeah, we're about to get in this gym. We're going to wipe some walls. We're going to move this equipment in. We're going to call it a day. Nah. Because y'all saw it was not aesthetically pleasing to the eye at all. Nobody's <laughs> going to pay for it. I'd rather be outside. <laughs> right? But what I can leave you with before we get into this Q&A, and don't forget the slide. Oh, yeah. No, we're just going to answer. Okay. We ain't going to get too tired. Uh, one thing that I can leave you with is... Everybody has a purpose. You may not have found it yet, 
Don't let that get you down. Keep pressing forward because the Lord will reveal your purpose to you. Mm-hmm. Your some of your somebody's purpose may be just being a good wife and a mother. Mm-hmm. They don't got to be deep. Somebody's purpose may just be being a good husband, a good role. That may be your purpose, but do it well because if you don't do it well, that's displeasing to God. He's giving you this purpose, and you're not doing it to the best of your ability. So that's that's the last thing I'll leave you with is that everybody has a purpose. You may not find it yet. You may not have found it yet, but don't discount your purpose for what God has given you as being small, minute, minuscule, mm. none of that, because it's big to somebody, right? And it's, it's important enough for God to give it to you. So mm. that was that was something right there. So. Yeah. Um, Real quick, real quick. I got this rapid fire round. I ask you five rapid fire questions. Then we're going to do Q&A. And I guarantee we're going to get it. We're going to get it because I got some special people in the building. We're still going to get our last um, networking session. And we're going to, it's going to be, I'm going to give you all tease. It's going to be like four corners. So each corner will have somebody. Dez will, I'm going to do a quick adjustment. Dez will be in the fitness. Huh? My God. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Des will be in the fitness lifestyle corner. We'll have Miss Burr in the career corner. We'll have Miss um, Miss Oates in like the life corner, and then we'll have um, if Daryl got time in the speaking, uh, branding, entrepreneurship corner. And in these corners, they're not going to be like the lead gurus per se, but they're just going to facilitate conversation with people that have um, questions or need, looking for advice in these corners. And then every ten minutes, and we only probably got thirty minutes with it, we'll switch so everybody can got to get a chance to. To talk with different people in different spaces. So we're going to do that after this rapid fire round. And after, of course, after that, we're going to take a lot of pictures real quick. Um, I know some people already pre-bought books. So I'm going to sign some books and autograph. I brought like 10 more left. So you ain't got a book right now. You need to buy one today. Um, plug. Um, and then also, I'm already going to put it there. Get excited because I'm telling y'all, March 2018, the Minority Trailblazer Conference, I'm going to bring Dez. I got some special, real, authentic people because I've never seen Dez this authentic and raw. I've got some real, authentic, raw change agents in so many different spaces that are going to come in Durham, North Carolina, bless us with some real facts. And we get to di- we get longer time to really dig into strategy because, of course, Des can't give everything out because we only got an hour, but to really dig into certain things. Yep. So I have a seminar that I'm teaching. Started in the fall. <coughs> Trainers and entrepreneurs. Um, it's a two, two classes a month, um, and it's a six-month program. Um, it's a seminar that we're in the process of, of doing right now. So if, if I can't give you everything that you need now, I'm teaching the class. You'll be able to live stream it, and you'll also be able to sit in on the class. It's going to be off the chain. It's not just for trainers, entrepreneurs of all backgrounds. that we all face the same issues. It just mm-hmm. may be different. And so you have to throw that out there. It'll be on my Instagram. Yep. Next level, next level, next level, next level. So, Culture Change Round, I'm going to ask you these questions real fast. Give me a real fast answer, all right? First question, what is the best piece of advice that you have never received? The best piece of advice that I've never received. Woo! Um, <laughs> entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not for everybody. A lot of people are not built for this. It's okay. If the Lord would have told me mm-hmm. prior to doing this, <laughs> Everything that it was going to take, I wouldn't have done it. Right? But until you're thrown in that fire, you, you can't, you can't, you know, tell what you're really made out of. 
Mm-hmm. Boom. Um, if you could add one habit and take away one habit, what would it be? Add one habit. I would, I would want to read. Mm-hmm. I hate reading. Like, I bought multiple books, <laughs> started with choice, and put them down. Mm-hmm. Um, I would add that. And one thing that I would take away. I have a shoe habit, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like shoes, and I keep the shoe boxes, so they just. <laughs> yeah, I, like it's not crazy, crazy, but like I know when I was in college, I, I didn't have to pay. I was staying in the apartment that the school was paying for, so I would buy shoes just to go buy shoes. Mm-hmm. I take that away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, so, I got what is your favorite book and why. Let's do the movies. It's not the reading thing. What's your favorite movie and why? Uh, Brown Sugar. <laughs> Brown Sugar, okay. Yeah. Brown Sugar is my favorite movie. Um, with Love Jones, a close, close second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I love music. I love music. All types of music. Because I don't like country. I don't like mm-hmm. that. Y'all, when I say all types of music, that means R&B rap. <laughs> so I like I like music and brown sugar. It obviously has a, a music background to it, um, but their relationship was so dope. Like it was, it was off the chains. And I laid that in. Tavis, they did a good job. <laughs> it was good. It was, good. It. it was a good movie. That was my favorite movie. I gotta watch that. I ain't even seen that. Uh. <laughs> Y'all gonna take away my past, man? <laughs> All right, last two things. Last two things. What is your biggest fear? My biggest fear, I said it earlier, um, not being the father to my kids, my dad was to me. Mm, simple and plain. Um, and last, my certainly not least, let me. Uh, oh yeah, I got another question at this. But if you were the president of the United States, what is the first thing you would do? Good question, Greg. Oh, yeah. I've never thought be the president. Because um, his Jay Z album is so crazy right now, mm-hmm. and he talked so. Heavily on leveling up. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I saw a Tupac video the other day too. He mm-hmm. was talking about how how this was, this is obviously when Tupac was alive. Um, he was talking about Donald Trump and how Donald Trump has billions of dollars and his homeless people. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. Like that, that really doesn't make sense. Um, so I'll figure out a way. Obviously, politically, you can't be like, "All right, cool, we're gonna do some money out of these people." But that'd be something that I would definitely try to work work on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, last but certainly not least, um, as I do on the podcast, I call. Um, everybody that everybody's here in this building, everybody that's listening is a culture change agent in their own right. So, as a culture change agent, man, um, if you had one, if you if you could change one thing about society, uh, most specifically our African American culture, uh, what would it be and why? First thing that popped in my head 
probably not the, the, the one that I truly want to talk about, but helping each other. Man, listen. And, and, and not just helping just to help, but genuinely wanting to help somebody. Um, we as an African American race together have, we, we make up a lot of money. I, don't quote me on <laughs> this, but I think we as an African American race, we have more money than the white race. Don't, don't quote me, but I, 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 I think I'm real close to that being true. Right? Just think about that. I just right. said we got a lot of money. Yeah. We make a lot. Of money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, I, I can't I can't vouch for that, boy. We got hey, we got some statisticians in here doing like, whoa, whoa, I'm like, whoa. Like Yeah, okay. That's why I said don't quote me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's reframe that boy. Whoa. All of it? Think about what we make. We spend more think about what we make. Nice, nice. And I, I, I saw somewhere. Yeah. I heard it somewhere. I think it's spending. Like, spending, spending, spending. It was somewhere along those lines. However, yeah. if we save that money mm -hmm. to help somebody, mm -hmm. genuinely help somebody, because there's somebody in here that can help somebody else in here. Ooh. That's deep. And, 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 and. The, the, the flip of that, not being afraid to ask for that help. Mm -hmm. Right? Because a lot of people will, will want help, like you said, that ego won't let them do it. Mm -hmm. Ego won't let them do it. Uh, but then again, that person won't be willing to help them as quickly as somebody else might. Mm -hmm. um, so to, 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 lend that, to lend that hand out quicker, more. Mm -hmm. um, because when you do that, you get bigger blessings back. Mm -hmm. You don't do it for the blessings. You do it because it's what you're supposed to do. But you, you, it will. You'll get those return blessings. So being quicker to lend the hand. Um, so that's that's what I would change about society. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. <laughs> man, there was so many parts that had me on the flow dying. I'm like, yo, it was wildin', man. But make sure y'all go to your live event. Make sure, make sure you subscribe to the channel and podcast. And also, before I end, before I end, before I end, as I always do it, make sure you do two things and two things only. One, like I said before, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And two, change the freaking culture. Good night.